Lyra has made a name for herself in the music industry with her stunning voice and her unique blend of electronic dark pop she's been releasing. She has had over 9 million global streams of her music. Her songs have been featured in international ads and TV shows. And she's also part of the fabulous Irish Women in Harmony uh, collective. But life hasn't always been easy. And I'm thrilled to say that Lyra joins us now to share her story with us. Lyra, thank you so much for giving up some of your time. Thank you so much for having me. I'm absolutely delighted to be here chatting to you guys today. It's very important to talk to the young kids. What do you think teenage Lyra would have said if she'd heard that intro about you right now? That woman is definitely lying. Somebody get a lie detector test now. <laughs> I would. I, I definitely wouldn't have believed it. I think, uh, I don't know. Even when you say it now and I'm still here like today, I still don't believe it. I still feel like, have I really over 9 million plays? Like it's, it's peculiar to me. To me, I'm kind of still the same, even though I'm different. It's weird mindset to have, I suppose. But is this something that, you know, teenage, younger Lyra always dreamed of? Or is this something that just happened? Yeah, I always, always wanted to be a singer. Like it started off where it was just singing. So I would have went anywhere to sing, like as long as I could sing for the rest of my life, be it like bars, musicals, like anything. And then I discovered that I could write songs as well. And I think that's then when I really changed and I was like, oh, I, I could be an artist because I know how to write these songs myself. So, and I know how to sing them myself. So that's kind of when it all changed me. And I was like, I'm going to do this. This is something that I'm going to do. And she got on her bike and away she went. Well, did, did she always have the confidence though? Because just because you have these skills, doesn't mean that you are confident to get up on stage and perform or to share something as personal as your songwriting with others. So were you always that confident? No, I most certainly wasn't. Like I've been through my journey and, um, you know, I've had a lot of knockbacks and people think like, oh, who is this girl? She's just coming out of nowhere. And like, wow, it's happened so fast for her. Like it really hasn't. I've been working at this for a very, very long time. You know, I've been honing my craft ever. I, as I said, I've been told no a lot. I got bought into a record label at the very, very start when I first put up my um, song Emeralds. I had no management. I had nothing. I was doing the whole fake it till you make it. And I went in and they told me to dye my hair black, to be really pale, be like almost kind of like, you know, people think of Irish singers and they think of the chorus who have this beautiful porcelain skin and the dark hair. And I suppose they just thought she's Irish. So we put her back into that box and, you know, I was very much being forced down that road and being told to sing, pronouncing my THs, which I don't. And I was extremely sad. And I was, I had no confidence in myself because I thought if these people who know what the music industry is are telling me to do this, then obviously I'm doing it wrong. And obviously I'm not good enough or obviously my voice isn't good enough if I have to sing in a different style and a different way. So, um, at, at the start of my music career, I really wasn't enjoying it. I'd go into the studio, I'd be dreading the time where I was after writing the song and they'd be like, okay, now it's time to record. And I was dreading it. And it was the first time they really didn't enjoy music and it just felt so fake. Um, so I kind of just said to myself, you know what, you, you can't do this. You know, you cannot be this person who you are not. 
you know, there's a lot of boxes out there that people want to tick. And for me, I just, I don't want to be in a box. I want to be me. And it took a long time for me to realize that and have the confidence to say no. Like I walked away from that situation. I went home and I was like, I, I just wouldn't be happy doing this for the rest of my life, doing it that way. It kind of, it has to be my way or no way. And that's not in an arrogant way. It's, I just have to be me. I can't be anyone else. So I have when I have went through it and it's only actually in the past three years I'm just I'm back in love with music I love everything about it I I'm so happy but it took that time but Lara I'm sure they were promising you the world and they were telling you that you know if you did dye your hair black if you did just be as pale as you could be if you changed that uniqueness in you the thing that made you stand out if you became part of the crowd I promise you this will work it's very hard especially when you're younger and someone's telling you this is what you need to actually turn around and go I can't do this anymore I'm going to give up my my dream so that was a big step for you to, I know, I know you were sad and it was great that you were able to connect with that and go, this isn't working for me, but was there still a bit of a fear when you walked away that you went, Oh my God, Lyra, you've given up everything. It's yeah. not going to work. Massively. Like I was dreading it. I was thinking, what if that was my chance? And what if I have blown it and I will never get to those places that they were promising me ever. Um, and for a while, kind of I didn't write much I was kind of like just trying to find where I wanted to be in music um and then I suppose that's when you really have to sit down and say okay you've given up that opportunity for for what who are you discover yourself like I really went deep and I was like what kind of music do I want to make like what is my voice I don't want to be that voice so what is my voice and I just spent so long honing my craft and my first EP Wild, I'd done it all myself. I saved, I had got a part-time job, saved the money to put out the EP and I want to put out something that sounded like me. And it, that is exactly what it did. It's, it sounded exactly like me at that time, completely opposite to what I was told to be. And, um, and it's, it's got me here. So, you know, I think you just have to have that courage in yourself to really believe and I think it's that one thing, it's believing that you have that, that you have this thing that you know deep down this is the right path for you. Then it makes it a bit easier walking away and it gives you that determination to, to really go for it. But you just, just have to believe in you. How, how do you believe in you? when especially in this industry like and it, at the end of the day it is in every industry rejection but I think in this industry it seems to be more um just more out there because people can actually say it's more public so how how do you deal with the nose how do you start trusting yourself and believing in yourself and doing this term that we all throw out there but we're not sure how to do it how do you find your own voice yeah well it's kind of it's taken me a long time to be okay with my voice. Like growing up, I was like told, oh, you're too loud. One person was like, you sound like you're singing in a football stadium. I had the whole pronunciation thing, which I still to this day when I'm over in London recording, some people are like, your diction is shocking. And I'm just like, I just sing with emotion and feeling. And it, sometimes the words don't come out 
the way they're said, but I'm not saying them, I'm singing them and I'm singing them in my style. And, you know, I still do have those days, but what I find really helps me is say, for instance, taking the Late Late Show performance. And I got a lot of stick from wearing that outfit on live Irish TV. It was a see-through dress with feathers, with just a bodice underneath it. And at the start, it was like, will I, won't I? And I was thinking to myself and I was like, you want to wear this outfit. This outfit represents you, your music. You feel bloody amazing in it. You are rocking it. And you're going to go out there and you're going to own it because this is you. And I'd done it. And then when I got the stick for it, I was fine with it because it was a choice that I really made. And I, I loved it. I didn't feel bad wearing it. And I, I think it's just once you get to that point where you have, once you accept that in yourself, those things on social media, which are heartbreaking, I'm not taking it away from that. Um, they kind of, they less impact you. And so that's kind of how I done it. Well, I suppose when it's coming from a place of passion, when you're doing something because you're passionate about it, you believe in it um, and you can stand to the decision you've made, it makes it easier to block out those other voices because at the end of the day, oh, I I can't remember who said it, but, you know, there's that, I think it's Jerry Gerrihy's dad said it, where it's why do you care? I'm not going to use the terms he used, right? But you shouldn't care what anybody else thinks about you. It's none of your business. Yeah. And I think one thing that I really um, have in my mind, I have to keep saying it to myself over and over again, um, it's just an opinion. It's yeah. people's opinions. And people can have opinions. That's fine by me. But not everyone shares that opinion. And, you know, for the 150 tweets that you get and 20 of them are people that decided to go out and negatively spread this hate, that's their choice. But just, I just can't let that take over the love that you get as well. It's, as I said, it's just an opinion. Like people will always look at me and one person will like my voice, one person won't. I've got criticized before for my laugh. Like people will find something just to criticize, but I just, it's just an opinion. That's that. That's what I keep saying to myself. That's just their opinion. Don't let it bother you. Exactly. So you found the passion and your passion really is music and you moved to London and you were going to mm-hmm. start following your dreams and you were about to, um, to sign a, a deal with a record label. Yeah. And then there were family circumstances where your family said you don't have to come home, but you dropped mm-hmm. everything to come home. What was it like making that decision? Um. That was a very easy decision for me, I think, just because it was my nan and I know my family really wanted me to try and get this music career like off the road and they knew how much I wanted it and that's why they weren't telling me that my nan had had fallen ill or they had told me but not to the extent they were trying to save me. Um, and I just rang my sister and I was like, just be truthful with me, like is she or is she not ill? And my sister was like, yeah, she is. And I just made the choice. I was like, I will always have my voice. I will always be able to write. And I won't always have my nan. So I just packed up and I was like, I'll continue this at another time. And I just need to be at home now. So I went home. I spent the year at home with her, looking after her. And 
it's just so peculiar that Emerald is the first song I wrote. It's about her. And it's the song that really catapulted my career from like that very first time that I played it to her and then got called into the labels to dropping everything, going home to looking after her. And when she passed, when I went back, that was the one that people were still wanting to hear. So you know, I feel like it was like, I don't know, like my calling to go home, mind her and then come back. Maybe I needed that time out as well. Thank you for sharing that because I think that's something we don't talk about. We all talk about the time and effort that you have to put into chasing your dreams. You need to be passionate. But sometimes we forget that what is also important is life, is those connections in your life. And you, you could have gotten that record deal. You could have been successful. Yeah. But you would look back with regret because nobody can now take that time with your grand from you. Nobody ever. It's the best decision I've ever made. And if I have to make it again, I would. I think my family, I'm definitely a family person. I suppose the Irish inside me and family definitely come first at me anyway. I suppose with you, what I say is I, I love everything you put out. I think your voice is amazing. Um, why you succeed at the end of the day is you're doing this because you're passionate about it. You're not in it to be famous. And I think that's something that we have to put out there as well because you do see some people who, you know, with, with TikTok, social media has been amazing because I think we can start taking more control of our careers. That, you know, you don't necessarily have to go into that record label room anymore and have that one person tell you to change. But at the same time, if you're doing it to be famous, you will not last. No, definitely not. Like I think people who do it for like money, let me tell you this. You do not make any money for a very, very long time. People ask you to do gigs for free all the time. And sometimes you have to pay a band to go there. So you don't make money. <laughs> FYI, putting it out there. Um, and then people do it as well, as you said, for the fame. And it's just, I'm most definitely not in it for that game anyway. Because if I was, I think I would have given up long ago because my soul just wouldn't have been in it. Yeah. It's, it's taken too long, like, for me to to even consider that being my reason why I'm in the music industry. I just bloody love singing. I love getting up on stage performing. And I hope that that stays because like I said at the very start when I was trying to be somebody else for the label, I was not enjoying it. So I can't imagine doing this for so long and not enjoying it. It's just not a thing that can happen. Yes, there's hard work and there's some days where you're like, do I have to go up to London at 5 a.m. to do a photo shoot? no way but yeah. um yeah like you said it's right it's not about the fame and it's not about I kind of want people to know me as well like you know when I do interviews and stuff like that or like when I went on the Late Late Show or any of those where they actually allow me talk you know I don't I don't really ever over prepare things because I really want people to know that I am so normal I'm just like normal girl like you'd be friends with and I'm just doing what I love I'm, yeah. I'm not here to pretend that I'm something that I'm not or to be something that I'm not I'm just this and it's um it's going really well and I'm really grateful for that it's going more than really well like it is phenomenal we said at the start over nine million global streams like that number is just mind-blowing you've your song has been picked up for international campaigns ad campaigns and Hearing your song in TV shows that you love, like that has to be surreal. That's very cool. The Grey's Anatomy one was like amazing because me and my sister loved Grey's Anatomy growing up. So I was like, oh, I'm in it. And they played it for so long. 
I was like thinking they'd be like 30 seconds and I'm off. I was like, it's still on. Oh my God, it's still on. <laughs> and I was like, the whole song, I was like, yes. And then they used it for the promotion and I was like, this isn't happening. Um, so that was really cool. And obviously the Guinness advert was amazing. And they use Emerald for that. My dad was thrilled. He was like, at least one of my children made it to Croke Park, even if she's on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, dad, I made it. So, uh, it is, br- and it's lovely for, you know, an artist for their confidence to be like, oh, my song got picked for that. Yeah. You know, how does that happen? To be quite honest, it's, I think it's down to like my publishing team have like a sub team that do okay. like syncs for movies and stuff like that and they'll just put a whole library of songs together and um send them off and the client then just picks what they think is is best really um so I've just been lucky you you mentioned there that you know it is if you're in this industry to make money as you said it takes a very long time to be making it but I also think that it's now time for us to also know our worth there has to come a time because people go oh you know Lyra, you should be thankful that you're getting to sing here and you should be thankful that we're seeing you. And it's just like, no, no, hold on a sec. Let's change that conversation around. You should be thankful that I'm here working for you. So how do you find the courage to figure out what your worth is, know it, and then ask for it? I'm actually, I do say, I'm learning this at the moment because... I'm very bad. One of my things I'm bad is saying no. I'm just not a very good no person. Um, so I'm really trying to teach myself how to get that where I'm kind of, I get a lot of requests for a lot of things all the time. And I just want to say yes to all of them because I don't want to disappoint anyone. But it has come to a point now where I have to do things that I really feel passionate about. Like, coming on speaking to you guys like I know it's really important we're going through a horrendous time and anything that I can give back to girls you know that I wish I had growing up you know speaking to me aspiring to be a singer you know things like that I want to do so I, I am getting there at saying you know I'm only going to do things that I'm passionate about and even things that I know might benefit my career if I'm not passionate about it I just won't do it because like I said it I I have to look back on everything. Like when I'm older, I want to look back at my entire career and be like, not look at one thing and be like, oh, why did I do that? Like, that's not me. And that's something that I'm really sticking to my guns. And I have a great management team and they know what I, you know, sometimes you'll get people like wanting you to give your song to an advert that maybe I'm not comfortable with. Like it'd be a fur advert or a smoking advert and, I'll just be like, kind of give them a tick box of these are the things that I'm okay with my music yeah. representing. These are what I'm not. But um, but yeah, that is something that I'm I'm still learning at the moment. So it's hard. Yeah. What's the best piece of What's the best piece of advice you've been given? I think it's from my mom. Um, and I actually end up writing a song about it because it's just always stuck into my mind. Um, my song Mother and. She just said to me, she was like, there is only one you. There's only one you in the entire world. And you have to make do with that and make it the best you can. You have to show them the real you. Like there's so many people out there pretending to be somebody else, but there is that somebody else. And then if there's somebody else pretending to be that somebody else, then there's a lot of same people. 
but there will always be just one me. So make it the best that I can. And to all those people at the start were telling me about my voice being too loud and stuff like that. She was like, yeah, you do have a loud voice. You know this. You do have like a bulgy voice. People like it. People don't like it. She's like, you love singing with it. So you have to take that now and you have to be like, yeah, my voice is loud and just let rip. And that was, that's really kind of like stuck to my mind. Like, and I've carried it everywhere at me because like I said, when they tried to make me be somebody else, I would just be a bad version of somebody rather than being the best version of me. And nobody else can really be me. They can be another version of me, but they won't be me. So um, I think that that's really important. I love that. Lara, please keep doing you. I'm so glad I'm not talking to the dark-haired, pale imitation of you and that we get you and yeah. get your it's voice. so boring. <laughs> <laughs> I love this, Lara. Thank you so much for giving up your time. Really love chatting to you. Thank you. I've loved it. It's literally given me a chance to dress up and shine a bit myself, so I'm loving it. <laughs>